0: So um, now all of a sudden it, it um mic's the off. Oh, so I'm, there. there we go. I got you. i having
1: issues with the mic for some reason today. It's I okay. switched my mic and now I'm having issues. So we are LIVE folks here at the Weirman Media Studios in Duluth. And I just made a podcast episode a little bit ago on Tupac Shakur. And uh, the episode was talking about how Tupac was intimate and in exotic atomic matter. And what I mean by that is... When we improve our fictional interpretation of our universe and ourself, we start to have a more transparent, universal truth as far as our interpretation and our ability to be dynamic information processors. And it was a really interesting, fun episode to do, and uh, I look forward to doing more like that. But I want to lean into my guest we have here. I have a special guest, Alexander. How do you pronounce your last name? Gutterman?
0: Yeah, and Alex is fine for the interview. It's just for my credits and stuff. It's always the full name. Yeah, Gutterman.
1: And uh, since based on what I know and I want I'm going to lean into a little bit of your origin story and then a little bit what I'm going to lean the most on, though, is fiction, because I talk so much about fiction and I'm super curious to hear like your perspective on some of the stuff I bounce back off you. So why don't you just go ahead and you lean in with like a a two, three key points or four key points and give a little insight to our audience and community that's going to be listening or is listening uh, and they get to know you.
0: Sure. And uh, what specifically would you like me to speak to? Just like where you're from, where you grew up, and then how you ended up where you are. Okay, sure. So I'm a a native New Yorker. I was born in Manhattan, uh, uh, Mount Sinai Hospital in 1964. And I grew up in New York City. Um, My family uh, moved when I was seven to the Upper West Side, where we've been since then. Uh, We were at 90th and Riverside for many, many years, and now uh, when my brother and I went off to college, then it was 95th between Weston and Broadway, and we're still there. Um, My background is what you might call the um, East Coast Ivy League aristocracy. My great-grandfather's portrait hangs at Harvard. Um, We have a a pretty significant, uh, meaningful family history going back on many continents, many, many centuries, uh, and that was sort of a little bit of the, the, the fuel that I had coming in and that family on both sides, but is extraordinarily devoted to a history, the arts, language, literature, science, um, and essentially learning uh, as a whole, culture, art, and learning. Um, so the that, that, uh, that background, my father was a Wall Street attorney and my mother was a bit of a philanthropist. She worked, she also did a lot of traveling. Um, uh, my younger brother um, ended up... Um, at, as the Reuters uh, chief news correspondent in Russia and now as a journalist in Prague. And I um, I went up through first a private school with a lot of theater and literature and then a science-focused public school, then at Dartmouth College, where I had a, a multiply-decorated career in philosophy and the arts, uh, a master's in philosophy. And then um, those are some some backgrounds. Uh, also, lots of time in mystical pursuits in the outdoors, martial arts, um, the arts, painting, poetry, and I came to film a little bit later, although I came to film, and we'll get to that, I'm sure, as a kind of a confluence of a variety of factors, personal, philosophic leadership and the arts, but going back uh, a little bit more in terms of the background, um, the, the, uh, theater, theater played a huge role in my childhood as a, as an off-Broadway actor in New York as a child actor, and also, um, working in school plays um, and um, the the theatrical work was a profound influence on eventual development into film as was research into poetry philosophy um film and television and and media within the world's museums so so um you know i was brought up by my mother watching masterpieces, theater british television um it's a fairly high standard uh and um And also um, the the extended family was very, very much involved uh, in dialogue around the arts. One of my cousins is a a, a concert violinist in Boston. Another is the guitarist for Brian Wilson and one of the most sought after guitarists in LA. And uh, there are lawyers and poets and and all sorts of historians. So that's the kind of mix out of which this particular consciousness uh, arose And um, and that is probably at least a little bit of good background for you and your folks.
1: I would agree. That's a really that's pretty much exactly right. And then I'll lean into a little bit of asking a few questions on that and then we'll lean into some of the fiction and like some of your projects. Sure. Like for me, I actually I'm 29 and I just recently had this perspective where because I started a podcast and I started testing, measuring and developing and I didn't realize it. But once I started doing the show and I started questioning myself and other people, I realized, wait, this is qualitative data. And then I realized, wow, this is all scientific. And then I, as I'm doing a podcast, I'm moving closer. It feels like to the universal truth of our existence and time and matter and myself. So like. But the key thing is like I feel like I, I used to really think I was right or other people were wrong and I've really finally at 29 realized it's 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 more just about the accurate perception and it doesn't make it right or wrong and it's ego that makes it right or wrong. So like with your journey from out that throughout that whole process with like your degree because I feel like academia in many ways it is linear and it's in it doesn't deviate and it doesn't see the qualitative. So like just based on your upbringing and, and what you just said and your origin story, what would you say kind of what kind of role does what i just said play in like your perception of cinema fiction
0: and theater okay that's great so if you look at if you if you look at the hunter right and we'll get to that the hunter is itself a profound challenge of the linear it is a it is a dynamite stick directly in the center of the concept of the linear in a number of ways but but I, I, you, may, you raise a, a good point. Academia has tr- profound value in terms of connection with extraordinary minds and extraordinary content. And, yes, uh, one of the reasons I abandoned uh, academic philosophy was that I, wa- I, I felt that I wanted philosophy to remain alive in my heart or alive in my soul. And that road for me was going to kill it. That doesn't mean that road will kill it for everyone. But for me <clears> – <throat> That was the case, and I therefore did not continue for a PhD. One other thing that I want to add that, that your remark prompted was that the what I didn't mention in the origin story was a personal, if you will, spiritual quest. And I don't want to use that phrase in any melodramatic way, but if you look, for example, at the importance of ambiguity and uh, audience creativity in both of my films, but particularly in The Hunter what I believe the most important influence on that aspect of my work is Zen. Uh, Zen, Zen, which Zen, as you know, uh, strives to take a hammer to linearity, but not rest in the void or not rest in the nihilism, which is created when that hammer does its work with linearity. So in other words, the the hope that I'm the hope that I have with my first two films and my third one will be, I think a little different, but particularly with the second film, but also with the first is that what, what I'm doing is working with precisely what you're describing was that, with that uh, nameless intersection point between objectivity and subjectivity between linearity and non-linearity uh, between truth. And if you will, relativism. So, so in Zen, uh, pairs of pairs of dualistic opposites, and I know you mentioned quantum theory and I imagine we'll get there. pairs of dualistic opposites are melted in a higher unity that is both, neither and above those two. And that proceeds to infinity. Uh, and so I'm working, I believe, uh, it, with that fundamental dynamic. And the reason I bring that up to your question was that you were indicating the danger of academia, the danger of pedigree, the danger of resting in a sense of truth. Or rightness. And, and so the balance to that is what I would call the platform of emptiness, which is overlooking the previous position. Yeah, I
1: think so. There's so much good stuff you touched on. N- number one, you touched on in the beginning was inexactness and ambiguity that I think we're moving towards. Like I've spent a lot of time researching our future society and the next society of abundance. Our next shift is a society of abundance. And that society will have quality. It's the qualitative sense where we we've in a sense from linear laws and science we've been measuring all the linear equations and data in a quantitative sense but we're going to get to a space and time where we have the linear answered and it becomes answering and solving the theories of relativity and quantum physics and then merging the two on a micro and macro sense where we then have the interpretation of the invisible or the qualitative so i think that's a really big topic as far as filmmaking and where we're going as a society in trying to push that dialogue and perspective and awareness.
0: Yeah, just to, to speak to that quite briefly, um, I was speaking with a friend the other day about how if you look at the function of art in, in the larger picture of humanity, the human consciousness is, is evolving. And what the, what let's say, for example, in the 20th century was subatomic and particle physics and this and that, and various developments in psychology, psychoanalysis, and so forth, as well as with the atrocities and so, so what, what the artists of the time were doing was that they were able to integrate the new insights across culture and present modes uh, for the subjective mind to experience those insights in an integrated way. So what I'm hearing you describe is your perception of what our next evolutionary developments will be and the discussion or the question about how the arts will walk.